This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger. Have discussions and answers questions on all the things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind we're not doctors, never claim to be. Nope, just a couple of dumbbells love ourselves from fitness, want to help you with yours. And they help you start right now on the ad syllables. Yeah, yeah, syllables. Slabbles, slabbles. Silly labels. Silly labels, silly labels. We all have them. You know, you'd, I'm a you'd, jock. I'm a nerd. I'm a. You'd figure that since you're a voiceover guy <laughs> on the same show as me now, that yeah. we'd be able to do it. We're in the we Star. Can't. We're in the Star Trek universe. We um, are. Yeah, and you get to be a badass in it. We, you know, that episode, episode two, um, of of season two this season. Star Trek Lower Decks. What we're talking about on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Um, Stanger's a voice on it. Did an awesome job. Did you watch the episode yet? I watched the episode. I loved it. It was a great episode to be on because um, it was Carl Tartz was really funny in that episode so too. So great. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Funny. Carl was great. He's got a great character. Kula wrote the episode. So I'm I'm on the show thanks to Eugene, Chris Kula, and Ben Rogers. Yeah. And, uh, and then got to do a fun voice. And it was fun doing it because... It was like a little part, but it was, um, but Kula and Rogers, Ben Rogers, they've both done the show. We're running the record session. And so we just got to try like a bunch of different voices. And, sure. Yeah. You know, and so I got to do a little character, which was fun. But totally like, totally the jock of Star Trek as yeah. well. You yeah. got to play, which is really awesome. And, and got to get these little ad libs in of like how, you know, being yeah. kind of a bully, which was yeah. neat. Yeah. It was great. It was, uh, I've been training for it my whole life. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the show's fun. Stone and I watched the first season. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's really funny and fun. And, um, Eugene's great. Jeans, Eugene's kind of the breakout hit on the show. And, uh, how stone feel about it? He Does loves he like it. it. Yeah. Oh, Cause he loves good. comedy cartoons. So he loves oh, good, Simpsons good. and South park and Lower- does he watch Rick and Morty? Doesn't like no. Rick and Morty as much as Simpsons and South Park, but li- sure. likes it okay. Yeah, yeah. He likes this show called um, Regular Show. Um, huh. And it's oh, by yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the same guy that created Close Enough. Yes. Yeah. I'm on that show. You're on Close Enough too? Yeah, Stone, yeah, Stone yeah. Stone loves that one too. He does? Yeah. That one's a little more play, grown up. I play uh, a character named Dante. He works at the thing and he has the hook hand. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> he works at the Best Buy, like the, you know, Best Buy equivalent place. It's, I haven't watched all of them, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. Manzukis is a voice on yes, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? He's okay. great. Yeah. yeah. That show's funny, dude. Yeah. That's a great one too. That's on HBO Max. Yeah. All the streamers. You need all the streamers now. I got, I got them all, man. I, I, I cut the cord to save money and then now I'm definitely paying way more than whatever I was <laughs> with cable. I got everything. Do you have a cable equivalent thing though, like YouTube TV or something like that? Well, no. the mistake that I made is I'm I do have YouTube TV, which is not cheap. You can yes. you can watch live sports. You get pretty much all the channels. Like you don't need cable if you have that. But that's like but seventy bucks. Seventy bucks a month, sixty four bucks a month or something. And Nancy doesn't like that. She likes having channels, and so. I have both. So we're also paying for like a basic cable package because she just likes to be able to turn Bravo on and not, you know, and my not- guy, we have the same thing going <laughs> yeah. on over here. Yeah. It's, so, it's maddening. 
But then, you know, but then the basic cable goes out, like all of a sudden, you know, there's an issue with the DVR situation and then, you know, YouTube TV saves us. It does. But then I, I get blamed for all of YouTube TV's inadequacies. So sure. If it's hard to, if it's hard to navigate, she's like, this is, what is this? And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. I don't, I'm not, I don't work for them. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on them. I just have it because sometimes we need it. I don't know. And, and I'll be honest, um, the uh, way that they just throw whatever ads are on there. And if we're watching something with the boy, some of those ads are pretty scary. Oh, scary monsters and shit. Yeah. 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 Things that he does not like. Oh no. So then he'll ask all about, you know, he'll ask all about what the more about what that commercial was than anything. Yeah. That gets burned in their minds. Yeah. That kind of stuff was happening during the Olympics. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd have a bunch of Olympic stuff that would be recording in the evening. Oh yeah. And we'd be watching like fencing the next day or equestrian or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a commercial for like some FX show. That's like murder. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Did you um, keep our hand on the trigger? What'd you think of those people punching the horses and stuff? What the on the equestrian events or like the pentathlon or something? Oh the, yeah, the um whatever it's called the 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 modern pentathlon has a horse event and there was some German, but I guess it's par for the course that they'll they'll strike the animals and then people are complaining about it now. Oh, it sure. kind of reminded me of Conan when he punches a horse. <laughs> I forgot that he did that in that. And then he punches a camel in Conan the Destroyer, I think. You know like what's crazy? It. Every time that I think about Conan, all I can think about instead is the movie Red Sonja. Because I think I watched Red Sonja more yeah, that was, than Conan. That one was on. But that's because Ernie Reyes Jr. was in Red Sonja. He's, and he's great. Tiny, he's, tiny Emperor. Yeah. The idea of Tiny Prince Emperor thing is just so cool to me. I loved him. I loved anything he was in. That was my sure. hook as a kid. I was like, this is my guy and I'm sure. watching this cause he's in it. So I loved seeing him in that. And he had a lot of f- status, which was kind of funny. Yes. Um, and he does martial arts in it, which was exciting. So great. And he's got a good arc because he boys, he goes from being spoiled to kind of learning and then, you know, and then helping them in the end, which is kind of nice fool. You know, he's always he's so good talking man. shit to his little guy. That's uh, his servant. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of a, um, that was kind of like a Conan. It was in the world of Conan, but he's not Conan. And he yes. had a three picture deal with Dino De Laurentiis and he didn't want to do the third one. Cause he didn't like, he didn't like the way Conan the destroyer came out. It was less, it was just more of like a, a ripoff sequel. And so they, they, they roped him in. They're like, look, you got to do, you got to do this other movie. And so he wouldn't, he wouldn't let them make it Conan, but he just kind of played a Conan part in that. Yeah. That's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. With Brigitte Nielsen was um, Red Sonja. Red Sonja. Yeah. Really good though. Yeah. yeah it was a good, it was, it was my favorite then of the Conan's. I, I felt like a Conan movie. It did. It's sword and sandals for sure. It's got a great Basil Polidaris score. Um, he did, the, he did the, uh, he did the other Conan movies. And um, if you watch it now, it doesn't stack up with the first one, but there's a lot that's cool about it. Um, you know, a lot of problematic stuff too, but there's also a lot that's cool about it too. And it's like, it's cool that Red Sonja is the hero. Yeah. Um, and Brigitte Nielsen physically is great for that part. So um, good. What would have thought, you know, flavor of love or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a character, dude. Was she also in the Rocky movies? Yeah. She's in Rocky, she was in Rocky 4. Rocky yeah, 4. she was dating yeah. Stallone for a while. So she's in Rocky 4. She's also in Cobra. Ooh. 
Yeah. When was the last time you watched Cobra? And I don't think, I, I think roughly when it came out, I saw <laughs> parts of it on HBO. Okay. In the zombie squad. Uh, that's yeah. a good, that Trish would enjoy that. Throw that on for you and Trish one of these days. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if it's on YouTube TV, she'll watch it. <laughs> barely, barely. If it's on Bravo right after a housewives, she'd watch it. Uh, okay. So a couple of things. Took the family on a little vacation to Yosemite. Did mm -hmm. tons of hiking with the dog. Um, weird macabre thing happened. Um, I read an article later. Uh, so uh, a couple things there, but I, I wanted to say it was nice building a vacation around hiking and stuff. Um, so it was an outdoorsy, like family moving. Yeah, we're like we're, get, getting to move your body. Yeah, type. getting up, getting going. Stone was a little trooper, you know, did all the hikes and all that stuff. That's kind of, that's the most sports I can really get him to do anyways. Sure. Kind of recreational activity, mm -hmm. um, like hiking and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was fun. Still, we still worked out in like the hotel gym. Mm -hmm. No upright bike though, which was kind of maddening for me. Cause I was trying to do, I wanted to do, cause you know, hiking is like where you're just kind of, you know, duration uh, yeah, you know, yeah, prolonged yeah. cardio. I wanted to do some 20 minute, just like hit ride or something. Sure. And they had stationary, they had a recumbent bike. So that's where you're kind of seated with your, uh, with a backrest. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like you're in a paddle board. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the thing where you're, when you're paddle boat, when, paddle boat, yeah. Paddle, paddle, paddle boat, whatever paddle, it is where yeah. you're just, a, you're, you're in a pond and you're just like <laughs> that's having a first like. date yeah, situation. That's what it felt like. yeah. Yes, totally. I, you know, there was geese around me. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of exactly. Yeah. You were eating ice cream during yeah. it. Water stunk. You know, it's like, it, what, what <laughs> yeah. is this water? People shitting in here? Uh, <laughs> There's a fountain in the middle of it that you need to get around rather yeah, than over. Yeah. You can't go through that thing. It'll, it'll yeah. fucking blast up into your ass like a bidet <laughs> or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I was doing that and like trying to like get a workout on that thing, like trying to do, and like, I was just like, like bobbing my head all around and shit, <laughs> scaring everybody. Um, and so that was kind of weird. And also it was really hard to eat, um, at this hotel. We stayed at this lodge. Um, and the, I think what's going on with hotels now is they haven't, they haven't managed to staff up in the same mm. way that they did before COVID. And sure. I think that they're, um, they're using, they might be using it as a little bit of an excuse to be understaffed and overwork the people they have there and save money. And then they just yeah. are like COVID. I'm so sorry, but you know, it's going to take you. We just we, like you call, if you call like the front desk, like that people just don't even answer. Sure. And it's just like, I, I can't get mad at the three people that are there when it should no. be 30 people working or whatever. Sure. Sure. And so then we were like trying to get food and we were in Yosemite. And so, everything's kind of spread out and um, we had our dog with us. So we couldn't go to restaurants. And so we would try to get like room service or something. And like, you just couldn't get anybody on the phone. So the first night we were just kind of counting on getting to like order in and we just, we just couldn't eat. Like there was wow. nothing, nothing we could do. So what did you do? You had to go out and grab food and bring it back. That's what we did the other nights when we were able to plan a little bit. Cause we just weren't going to trust or rely on. Yeah. And I mean, this is like a big kind of resort type hotel, you know? And so Crazy. we kind of had to go out 
Um, you know, and then like I found this place in a nearby town that did, um, barbecue. So I would just go get, you know, way too much food and, you know, look, everybody, look at all this chicken I got. And everybody's like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but I was yeah. happy as long as I was taken care of. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fun to like, just be active all day. And then it, it took uh, a little bit of pressure off what the workouts had to be. It was just kind of like, Oh, I'll just kind of stretch and, you know, get a was the, uh, was the gym in the resort busy? No, there was, I don't, I don't think I ever saw anybody else in there. Yeah. 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 Had a, the place had a sauna too. Never saw anybody else in the sauna, but they were open. They, they, they had yeah, it, it open, was, uh, open oh, and good. going. Yeah. Um, and then, so the weird thing was, so I'm there with my wife and my son, family of three, right. And our dog, and we're hiking all around another hold on, hold off on the weird thing. Another interesting thing is where you, so I don't know, I didn't know this about national parks, but there is a little bit of a thing with pets in national parks. Okay. At least with Yosemite, you can't take your dogs into unpaved trails in Yosemite proper. Uh, which was a little a interesting, lot of it. a yeah. lot of it, because that's what we kind of planned on doing. So you'll go down, you know, into the Valley and there's, that's where all the shit is to see, you know, the, um, fucking half dome and El Capitan yeah. and all that stuff. And you can hike around it, but they're like, you can't bring your dogs. You could stay on the paved part, which is more touristy where you can kind of get pictures and there is some walking and stuff you can do, but once you get onto the trail, you can't take dogs on there. Got um, it. So you can't it, do like any extensive actual no. hiking. So that was a little bit of a drag because we're like, you'd see there's tons of them, like four mile trailhead starts here. And you're just like, oh shit. yeah. So that was like, we we're like, oh shit. So we did as much as we could with her in the actual park. And like, I took a picture of this sign they're, they're weird about dogs. Cause there was this, this sign with like, um, all these bullet points on it that was put out by the Yosemite park. And it said, uh, why you can't bring dogs on the trail. And it was like the jagged uneven terrain will rip their paws apart. It, they disrupt nesting animals and feeding animals. They, you know, this, 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 not everybody is a dog person. <laughs> that like, was in there? Yeah. I was like, that seems a little personal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they have like a lot of entitled dog people or something maybe, but it's like dogs stink. Dogs, well, are, dogs think they're smart, but they're not. Yeah. Also, furthermore, dogs are bad. Um, I, I think that for big national parks, there's always the thing where people are like, uh, you know, this, you have to keep your dog on leash. Yeah. And then too many people in LA, especially, but like anywhere else, especially outside of LA, once there's nobody in sight, they just, yeah, they go, my, my dog's good. I'm going to take him off leash. And then if you're in a big park like that, like they might, you know, get into something that they're not supposed to. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it. So then people saying they're not dog people could be like all of a sudden people come down this trail and then they get, you know, Barked they see at. the dog. Yeah. By themselves and think that there's nobody around. And there's also bad dog owners who like are like feet and miles away and they're like, Oh, that's mine. You know, yes. I, I get it. I, I, and it was like, fine. Totally fine. The sign did make me laugh more than anything, yeah, though. That's great. Um, Wait, were you you weren't able to just kind of leave your dog in the resort for? You so know? they they have they have like um, a kennel there. So we did uh -huh. that. 
but it's not like fun for the dog. I mean, I kind of did it to like involve her in the trip. Um, but what we were able to do is there's outlining, um, outlying areas like Bass Lake, Lewis Creek, uh, to that's, they're not in Yosemite national park, but they're Mm -hmm. right on the cusp and it's still the mountains and trails. So we took her all around there and we did. Oh, good. And that was actually kind of cool because it was a lot less crowded because it's not, you know, you're not going to see the stunning views, but they're still better than here, you know? Sure. Um, so that was really cool. So we got to get some really big ones in, but the weird thing I noticed, Oh, another thing that I thought was funny. There's a lot of people with big, um, collapsible sticks in both hands, like fishing or like, uh, skiing poles. Sure. Yeah. The hiking poles. (laughs) They make me laugh. I mean, I guess if you're going like, I don't know, 20 miles in or some shit, you need that stuff. But it was interesting. I I think there's people using them for not that far though. You know, Sure. That's to just take the pressure off your back. And since you have a backpack on or you're just hiking. Oh, is that what it's for? Yeah, I guess. Isn't it just to kind of like brace yourself a little bit more so it's not just all on your legs or all on your upper body? Maybe so you can kind of like stabilize or something. I didn't really get to see anybody use them in tough terrain. A lot of people just kind of like walking around and shit, you know, with like huge. And then you'd see like a family on some of the hikes that we were on and there would be five people in the family and all of them would have giant backpacks on. And it's like, man, how many do you, (laughs) Yeah, each person's got their own pack of shit. I get it for when you're going in there and you need like your stuff and you're sleeping in there and all that stuff. But these were like, you know, the little three milers to see Yosemite falls or something. Everybody had a, Oh, they, they're not sleeping there. No, man, no. Everybody had their own backpack, big backpack poles (laughs) and all that shit. Um, so that was funny. But the thing that when we, right when I got back, because of all the to co- LA, yeah, to LA, uh-huh. to all the because of all the weird targeted advertising that happens on your phone, like everything I was getting in my feed was Yosemite stuff or Yosemite news things, and this this thing came out um, on one of the news wires that said family of three and their dog all die mysteriously on Yosemite hiking trail, and it was like like exactly us, but they just dot no. So no suicide, no trauma, no nothing. They think it might've been some kind of weird, um, toxic gas or something that got leaked from a cave or that was in some water or something, but it killed all of them. And they were all set up, you know, with like their, their stuff to hike for a day, you know, like backpack and water and uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like literally the exact days that we were there. That's crazy. Wait, and did, do they know what it was now or did you follow it up? It's going to be a while. They have to get a more comprehensive toxicology report. Whoa. They could not, they couldn't find, they hypothesize of that. It could be something. This is the perfect time to interrupt the show to talk to you guys about an exciting new sponsor we have called Plant People. Now, you guys are listening to a fitness podcast. I'm sure that you're keeping yourself informed about everything that's happening in the fitness world, in the health world, the longevity world. Hopefully you are, or at least somewhat. And I would bet that a lot of you have been hearing about functional mushrooms and adaptogens lately. 
They're having a moment. They've been around for centuries, but they're definitely having a moment right now. And that's good. They should. Uh, a lot of people are introducing their products, you know, powders, capsules, all kinds of things are out there and available to you. I got into it. I wanted to try them. Um, I liked what Rishi mushrooms could do for me. And so I got this powder and I was trying it for a while. You know, the, the dosage on it, um, from this company was a little nebulous. I did not quite understand what they were saying, how much I should take. It felt like I was taking too much. The taste of it was horrible. It was just like a dirt water. And so, you know, I'm always second guessing, you know, am I taking the right amount? And, uh, and I wasn't enjoying the flavor. It was really frustrating and it wasn't a good experience. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to have the benefit from those reishi mushrooms, um, in something that I could control a little bit better and maybe enjoy actually taking enter plant people with their amazing wonder day mushroom gummies. Now this is the world's first mushroom multi that combines the power of 10 research backed adaptogenic mushrooms, including lion's mane, reishi and chaga in a delicious tasting chef crafted pre-dosed gummy. Boom. Solved it for Stanger right there. I got my Rishi mushrooms. They're pre-dosed, so there's no guesswork in me. Am I taking the right amount? Is it a heaping spoonful? Is it this? Is it that? How much powder or whatever? And then they solve the dirt taste by putting it in a delicious tasting gummy. Got a raspberry flavor. So I was off to the races, guys. And uh, I like the fact that it's put out by plant people. Um, it's a cool company started by two friends in 2017. They decided they wanted to create doctor formulated regenerative organic plant and mushroom supplements for mood, memory, stress, sleep, and more. And they're proudly B Corp certified, climate neutral certified, and they plant a tree for every product sold. So they're doing good things in addition to making good products. Um, I mentioned uh, that their, uh, their gummies, their Wonder Day gummies are, med are made with 10 research-backed mushrooms that have been used for centuries to help people achieve homeostasis or mind-body balance. What are some of them, you might be asking? Well, I'll tell you guys. We got lion's mane and chaga, which have been used for mood support for centuries. Um, you got uh, chaga again in rishi, my rishi, my beloved rishi, which can reduce stress and help you find calm because they contain powerful adaptogens that modulate your cortisol levels. You can increase your energy levels with the cordyceps and metake, which you find in the, uh, in the Wonder Day gummies. You're going to ramp up your ATP production. We like that in the gym, right? Uh, you're improving your focus with lion's mane and cordyceps, which have been uh, used to support memory and cognition for hundreds of years. Uh, so tons of good stuff, guys. That's not even all of them. I could keep going down the line and listing them, but you get the idea. Um, so they're taking the guesswork out of it. They're making them taste good. And, uh, I love the fact that the, uh, all of plant people's products are third party lab tested for purity, DNA verification, active compounds, heavy metals, pesticides, and microbial activity. Happiness is 100% guaranteed. Love them or your money back. They're also hundred percent vegan and made from USA cultivated functional mushrooms from family farms of exceptional quality. That is what we want to hear. I've been popping them before I have recordings. Um, you know, I want to feel more focused. I want my mood to be stabilized. 
I'm going back in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm having to re-socialize. So uh, I need to be firing on all cylinders and I want to optimize my health as much as possible. So I'm using everything I can to take it to the next level. And you guys should too. Go to wonderday.plantpeople.co slash dumbbells to get 15% off your first order with code dumbbells. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-D-A-Y dot P-L-A-N-T-P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. Love feeling wonderful or your money back. I also want to talk to you guys about dry farm wines. What is the problem with wine these days? Well, from a health and fitness standpoint, there's a lot of problems, unfortunately. Wine is uh, it's highly processed, just like most of our food. And uh, you should know that three giant wine companies in the U.S. sell over 50% of the wine. Also, there are 76 additives that are legally approved for use in winemaking, like dyes, thickeners, GMO yeast. Ugh. You don't want to ingest any of that. It's bad. It's in your wine. Also, this is a major thorn in the dumbbell side. This really pissed us off seeing this little factoid. The top 20 wines sold in the USA contain high levels of sugar and alcohol. Come on. A little extra sugar and extra alcohol with your dye and thickener that you're ingesting. You do not want that. If you care about what you put in your body, I hope you do. If you don't, then I care for you. I got the solution. Dry farm wines. They are leading the way in the pure natural wine movement by sourcing wines according to the world's strictest criteria. Organically and biodynamically grown, sugar-free, lower alcohol, lab-tested for purity, grown on small family farms, keto and paleo approved, and they also offer free shipping delivered straight to your door. Not only are they good for you, they're good for your pocketbook. Uh, it's a great company. They, uh, they're doing what needed to be done for wine from an ingredient and health and fitness standpoint. Um, also, they're doing good stuff for the environment. You know, some of these uh, farming, some of the farming practices can really decimate our environment and our natural resources. But uh, Dry Farm Wines, uh, they're saving roughly 1 billion gallons of water. They only source from growers who do not irrigate their vines. So this saves about 16,000 gallons of water per acre annually. Plus, dry farmed uh, vines growing without water become stronger and produce a healthier fruit. So everybody wins. Um, you should know that less than one-tenth of 1% 1 of the world's wines are grown to their standards. So they're doing it the best, and they're doing it the safest, and they're doing it the most mindful uh, of everything. Your health, the planet's health, and, uh, you know, it's good wine, guys. You should be able to treat yourself a little bit. You just need to do it the right way. Uh, for Dumbbell listeners, Dry Farm Wines is offering an extra bottle and your first box for a penny. Because it's alcohol, it can't be free, so they're charging you a penny for it. See all the details and collect your wine at dryfarmwines.com slash 
dumbbells. That's dryfarmwines.com slash dumbbells. Get that extra bottle for a penny. And now back to the episode. It's something, yeah, but it's crazy because they're, they weren't crazy people. It's cr- to overuse the word crazy. They weren't, you know, they seemed like they had it together. They knew what they were doing. They were prepared for it. If it was gas, it's wild that it happened outside. The fact that it got the dog too. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, usually the dog would be underneath it or away. I mean, it had to be just an insurmountable amount of toxicity to get them all like that. Yeah. Uh, But man, it was just so strange to see. The kid was a lot younger than ours, but before I got all the specifics on that, it was still like, wow, you know, mom, dad, kid, and a dog, you know, on their Yosemite trip in August. Wow. Ate it. Super sad for them, but uh, but also, I don't, you know, shit, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know what to make of that, but yeah, it was interesting. See, that kind of stuff is like insanely scary to me. It just like, it, it's crazy because I'm I like, you know, I read Quincy a book at night uh, or stories at night and stuff. And one of them recently was about this hike or whatever. And, um, you know, it's like Brambley Hedges. It's, it's what it's called. It's about these mice. And they were going on this hike and blah, blah, blah. And the kid, Wilfred, runs ahead to, like, look for gold because he read it in a book. And and then uh, his uncle is with him. And he's like, oh, slow down. And then they got kind of, they have to stay the night on their hike and stay, you know, and all this stuff and, like, make it you know, um, make it through the night. Yeah. And then, you know, they get back to Brambley hedge and everything fine. But I'm just like, man, if I got stuck with Quincy, I don't know if I would have the skills (laughs) to like get us out of something. I, I mean, I also would never probably get us so deep into any kind of real danger. Yeah. You wouldn't go off the map. No, never. What are you good at direction and kind of, you're no having your bearings out there. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I. I, I'm I mean, I don't really. I. I only stay on like the most, you know, the well-beaten trails. I'm not even going direction around town. Like yeah. I'll get, I'll get sideways. I mean, it, now that I've been in LA for so long, I'm, I'm good. But it's still, like, I can't, I can't see it in my mind the way some people can. Like, oh no, we're here and this is on top of us and head over this oh, way. I'm man. still just like, I, what? I, Where are we? These, these iPhones, <laughs> this technology yeah, and all of this navigation ruined has ruined me to the point where I'm like, just to get to the places that I go regularly, I still put it in my phone. Yeah. I still look at it on my, um, on my um, computer. That's, you know, c- connected to my car. Yeah. And look at that navigation system. Always. I do too. So people, a lot of people in LA use the app Waze, W-A-Z-E. Sure. Um, I only say it, it's so common to us out here, but every once in a while you'll talk to somebody that's like not from the area and they don't know yeah. what it is or care because they just are normal and they just probably have a good sense of direction. But the reason you use it a lot in LA is because it's user generated. It's, I think Google Maps owns it now. Apple Apple Maps does it basically now too. Yeah, so it's user generated so that it's um people in real time are 
reporting in on what's happening with traffic. So it is for places like LA that are traffic, a true traffic nightmare, you can cross reference. So like, say I would normally take the 405 freeway to get somewhere. If I put it into ways and it's like, don't do it, man, it's go here or take Sepulveda or whatever sure. it is because of traffic so bad. So it is, it can't help you in that respect, but you do become incredibly reliant on it. And I'm so trusting of it. It'll have you do wild shit. Like I'll, you know, it'll be like, park your car, get out, <laughs> walk around. And like, I'll be like, all right, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Ways like I'm doing it all, you know, go see a movie I, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, whether geez. you fucking need to or yeah. corn, popcorn with butter. <laughs> okay. That's what it says. But that is all, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it, it is a constant thing. It, I, just the idea of you guys going on this trip that is all about being active and being out in nature is, so nice because I'm, I feel so attached to my technology and, you know, try to a yeah. certain extent, try to wean off of it. And I, you know, I've, I've tried to be better about like first thing in the morning, not even looking at it for, you know, an hour. That's good. Uh, yeah. just getting up. Um, and you know, you want to check those mentions first start, thing? start the day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and it is one of those things where like every time I do check it, I'm like, what am I? Then I start feeling guilty that I missed it or whatever, or I didn't reply back to certain things. And I'm like, I think I'm, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've yeah. just started getting into the mentality too of just as far as the digital technology of everything of like, I don't need to respond to an email today that got sent today. Yeah. Um, what ends up happening though, is then weeks will pass and I'm like, whoops, yeah. you know, cause it's weird if you see it and you're so used to doing like an in the moment response mm -hmm. and then you're trying to be better about that in your mind, you still feel like you handled it. And then, so, yeah, yeah. But even though you didn't, that's, that can be, but you know, that, that might be time of course for another app or just flagging things or whatever. And I think I can start just doing that and just, using the technology that's probably already there for successful people. Yeah. You use the AirPods uh, when you're like taking a walk and then the text will come through on those. That's always weird. Oh, you're man. listening to music or something. Text from Eugene Cordero. Yeah. Stang, what up? When are you going to get on this record? <laughs> Fool. Or like on my yeah. Apple watch, all of a sudden I'll get like a text or an email and I'm like looking at it right away. I'm like, what am I doing? I got to just yeah. stop, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, what, what's so, give me an example. What are you trying to do active with the family? Do you, can you, what can you do now? I mean, I guess you could do a walk. You put Alice in the stroller or something. Yeah. Then, I mean, yeah. that's ultimately it right now. I mean, she's getting to, she's at the age now. She's about one um, where like we have like a hiking backpack thing where I can oh, put an air cool. in it and we can go for a hike maybe, but we'll see. I mean, you know, it's funny because Quincy's very active and loves to run around, but when we're at the zoo or something, he's just like, hold me, put me on your shoulders type shit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He's also very into riding on my shoulders right now. Yeah. Um, which I, again, I think I'm just like in that weird headspace. Um, maybe because I have like a, a one-year-old too of like how dangerous him riding on my shoulders actually is. <laughs> Cause if I trip a little bit, we're like, he's the, you know, what, do, how do you, what do you do? 
Yeah, dude. It's like a fucking T2. <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> just the liquid nitrogen. Just you guys, just your whole body shatters on. Um, but it uh, is, it's, you know like, it's like that thing where, you know, it's like the, um, where in like Star Wars where they wrap the feet and then the whole thing comes down head first. Yeah. Yeah. That AT-80s yeah, or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, on the Hoth snow planet <laughs> um, or system. Uh, you know what happened that was weird with that? Like I used to throw stone up on my shoulders all the time and uh, he was getting bigger and bigger and I'd still do it, you know, with like his feet hanging way down low. Yeah. And one of these times I threw him up there and we were like walking around. He's like, whoa, dad, I got to come down. He was just like, he, at a certain point, like his equilibrium shifted and he's like, this just does not feel safe yeah. for me anymore. Like I'm, I'm too gangly now or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like my center of gravity changed. And so I can't, you can't do this anymore. And so that was kind of the end of it. He, he put an end to it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just like, you know, and it, it feels, I mean, when we're walking around the zoo or whatever, it feels good. Cause it's like, you know, I've got like a 30 pound weight vest on. Yeah. A little core work. Little you core know, you gotta work, keep yeah. those abs in tight, keep your back straight. But then I got a sweaty yeah. neck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a boy's crotch in my <laughs> back of my head. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not ideal. No. And then their legs fall asleep, and you set them down. They're like, "Oh, my feet are asleep." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's new at the zoo, man? Anything not, good? Nobody's there? out. Nobody's out. It's too. It's <laughs> like you know, and every, all the signs. Same with what you're saying as far as understaffed. Like, sure, they're understaffed there, and I think even animal wise, they're like the animals are like, "Don't put me out here," you know? Yeah. So there's a bunch of signs up that are like due to COVID, these animals are, you know, uh, susceptible or dangerous to it as well. And it's like, okay, well, you don't want to get. Oh yeah. The animal reserves. Cause they can, they can spread it and get yeah, it. Yeah. We don't want to get anybody sick at a zoo and we don't want to get the animals sick. LA zoo is crazy with the amount of like, um, pigs, you know, like different kinds sure. of pigs. They have a there. lot of pigs, a lot of different deers. Yeah. You start going deep and you're just like, that's just a fucking, that's somebody's like dog or something. <laughs> After the 25th, like warthog sure, thing, yeah. you're just like, all right, guys, come on. Does this thing need to be in the zoo? But yeah, we just, you know, it's not so much of like, um, active stuff. It's more of just like museums and things yeah, like that. Doing, yeah. Like doing, doing things, um, yeah. and, and getting the family out. And then, you know, the boy starts, uh, preschool this week and you know and that's like a whole different thing where it's like a five day a week thing that we're not you know that used to yet and it's only a couple of hours every day but then he'll have after school activities for like an hour which will include dance and sports and cooking there's like a after school cooking oh that's thing. great so that's a couple of the days during the week but um i'm i'm putting a pause on his um on his karate because even though he's getting better, he it's still the only thing that everything. Oh, and he's t he's starting to take swim lessons with with oh, cool. with um over at the uh, Rose Bowl Aquatic Center. Um, but he oh, cool. but he really loves it, and he loves watching yeah. like the grown ups and the athletes doing their races and swimming their laps, and like you know he likes that. Um, and um, 
when we get ready to go to swim, we get ready to go to any sports, we get ready to do anything. He's like, I'm ready to go. You know, he'll, he'll go use the bathroom whenever it's time for karate. He's like, I don't know if I want to go. Oh, so I'm just like, I think he's just scared of it. And I was like, Hey, maybe we're going to take a little bit of a break. You know, maybe we'll, we'll take a break for a few months until you're five. He goes, maybe I won't be scared by the time I'm six. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well then let's just take a break. Yeah. So I think we're just done for the time being until, but the thing is he does it so much at home. Yeah. He does it a lot. Like he does all of his punches. He does all of it. He loves it, but there's just certain things that scare him. And it was all of the self-defense stuff. It's all of these, like, you know, the instructors coming at him and he has to do something to get away from them that he doesn't like. He likes the patterns. He likes the, you know, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, you, you tell them that that's not the way it is in the real world, motherfucker. I know. I'm, I'm like, gotta, there's more of a chance that the, the thing that they're, he's scared of is going to happen than the thing that he <laughs> wants to do. Yeah. But also, he, they're not just going to let you fucking go through your patterns <laughs> yeah. in the real world. I don't give a shit if you're five. <laughs> Knuckle up, man. No, I know. I, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're yeah, you got to go with what's, what they're passionate about and what they like doing. Yeah. Also, it's and, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, it, that's not necessarily, it, it's not like he's, we need him to do anything like that. I mean, the good thing no, is, is, no. you know, he tripped one day and karate, the karate, they, they showed him how to fall properly, like onto his yeah. forearms and, you know, and I saw him trip and he fell onto his forearms and he didn't get hurt. And I was like, damn, dude, like, you know, he like saved himself yeah. from getting actually hurt. And I was just like, that's pretty cool. Well, that's a takeaway. The fact that you can do some drills with him at home, the stuff that he likes doing. And I think you're right. You've, you tried a little later and it might hit him at the right time. Yeah. You know, you can, you can really put somebody off to something if you're forcing them when they're not quite ready, Yeah, you know? And so I think that's the smart move. I do remember though, I was getting stoned to ride his bike. Like I had him ride his bike without training wheels really early. Um, would you have one of those w- balance bikes and stuff first? No, 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 no. I just had a normal one with training wheels and then I took the training wheels off and then work the balance one might've been better, but I just didn't do it. Oh, Quincy hates and, uh, the balance bike. Hates it. Oh, he doesn't like it. He's just like, I don't, I just want to ride a bike. And it's like, well, yeah. you're not going to know how until you do this. He was like, I can do a tricycle really good. I'm like, <laughs> I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I four stone on this, on the bike. And I remember like I was getting him from preschool and like I'd come and get him and he'd look up at me and say, bike training today. And I was like, yep. <laughs> that was preschool. See, I see. I should be on it. I'm just not. I don't know. It. He was pretty little, but, um, it, you know, might've been too early. I mean, they all figure it out eventually. Yeah. I just was like, I, I heard some story about a dad that didn't do it. And the kid was like 10 and still couldn't ride his bike or something. Sure. And I was like, I don't want to be I don't think my dad, I don't think my dad can ride a bike. I don't think he could. He never rode a bike with us and he, and he couldn't swim. He couldn't swim or ride a bike, my dad. (laughs) And I was just like, but, and, and I, I, it wasn't until I was older that I I figured it out. I'm like, this motherfucker hasn't done any of this shit with us. (laughs) 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 He somehow skated his way out of doing anything. He's just drinking a Stroh's (laughs) sitting on the side, smoking cigarettes and drinking Stroh's and making people laugh over on the fucking dock. That's not bad. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't ever really swim ever anymore. I used to all that. I used to love swimming in the ocean. I just not into it at all anymore. Oh man. And I was, th- 
I was thinking if I didn't have stone, I may never get another pool again in my life. Like I may, I may have just died and never gotten another pool. Why? But, you just, you're not into it. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. That's so funny. Cause by going to the Rose Bowl thing with Quincy, I'm like, I wonder if I can, I, I want to learn how to, cause we had, um, Paul on, yeah. um, you know, talking about swimming. Yeah, he's a swim freak. Uh, swim freak. And uh, I was just like, man, that would be cool. And and just seeing that and like people just rent the pool for like a half hour. And I'm seeing like older people like just doing laps. And, you know, I've never gotten, I've never gotten the rhythm down of turning my head and inhaling. On and, that freestyle stroke yeah. or whatever where you breathe. Our, I think what might've got me was um, I was scared of a swim fan situation. Oh boy. You remember that? Sure. I was afraid of a deep blue sea happening to me. <laughs> I was in the middle of a really great, great monologue. And then a fucking shark comes out of the water and grabs me and pulls me in. I like that movie. So good. It's fun, man. It's so good. Do you remember the premise? Yeah. Do you know, you know why the sharks are all big and scary? You mean big, scary, and smart? And smart? Yeah. No. They're they're trying to cure Alzheimer's with uh, oh, something they're right. doing with the sharks, <laughs> and it made them smarter. <laughs> yeah, it's a real weird premise. And then um, I do like Thomas Jane's character. He's a shark wrangler, <laughs> and like his job is to kind of like wrangle the sharks and shit. So good. <laughs> and LL Cool J's great in that. Oh, he's got a lot great of, in it. I think he's got a parrot. He's like the cook, and he's got yep, a parrot. He's, he's got, got a, a lot of lines and shit. Yep. And then yeah. he's got and and then he has the. Um, Deepest, bluest. The he's got the he's got the the track. Song. He's got the track. Yeah. He did. He will Smith it where he sang a song about the about the plot of the movie. So good. You yeah. can't do that anymore, can you? I don't think anybody would. I mean, I think it's like, yeah, I'll give you a song, but it, and you can use it, but it's not. It's I'm not going to go. The, I'm not going to do there's the broad n- strokes of the movie. There's not a Fast and Furious song that's all about Fast and Furious. There might be if there's if if anyone had did it, it, it was probably them in this modern age. But you know, but. It also Will Smith did it for movies that he wasn't involved with, like he did a Nightmare on My Street. Yeah, yeah, I used to love that song. That was a, told a little story. Yeah, and then like they have Freddie, but it's not Robert England. It's just somebody with like a oh really? Vocal, yeah. Rawr! All scary sounding. Um, I just remember the one he did for uh, Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. He also did the one for Wild Wild West, the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we like the Cool Modi one. We've referenced the oh, Cool Modi All the time. One all the time. Yeah. Oh, I, after we talked about it, I, I I was listening to it again. I was like, this thing, it doesn't get any better than oh, this, man. man. Talk yeah. about um, the way the dumbbells have shit the bed, though. As far as Spotify playlists and all that stuff, never got into it. But... I will say that the workout music of choice right now is like chill ass reggae. I don't know oh, really? why that has, I, I think I'm just, I'm trying to focus on really like doing some like high intensity interval training, but trying to keep my, like my breathing relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I think just listening to reggae, I'm just like not getting that like overly like breathy workout in. And and that's been helping a lot. 
yeah, you want to keep your overall fatigue or anxiety low, yeah. except for when you're pushing, like in your in your efforts. Yes. You want to keep your efforts up, but in between then you want to be completely relaxed. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where you're where you're at your best when you're doing that stuff, you know. Otherwise you're kind of cheating it. You're just you're keeping your cortisol levels high the whole time, which is probably not as good as And also like forgetting to breathe and holding your breath yeah. and like, you know, not you know, relaxing into things and you know, and I, and I'm and I'm doing like hit training stuff, but like still kind of trying to re- like my mindset not be like, you know, shit, I've got, you know, I've still got like two minutes left of this exercise. I'm just like, Hey man, two minutes, you know, like, yeah, it'll be easy. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, do you ever say the chillaxing unironically, or do you have a t-shirt that says it oof. chill, chillax? No, I unironically. No, no, <laughs> no. Every uh, t-shirt I have has a question mark on it. And then an exclamation point. <laughs> I used to have a shirt that said not, not oh, God. with like a explanation point on it. Good. I loved it. I wore it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's like, you're not sure it is dirty. Let's uh, not wear it today. Oh man. I, um, I have turned almost every t-shirt into a muscle tee. I've been cutting off. I've been going through, I've been trying to wean through t-shirts and, and like changing up my workout t-shirts. Cause I'm like, Oh, well now I might be out in the world again. That didn't happen, but, um, <laughs> I might be out in the world again, working out. So I need like actual shirts that I can wear to the gym. And then the ones that have kind of fallen off, I'll wear at home to work out, but I'll cut the sleeves off and blah, 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 and just work out at home. Cause it's so hot, you know, in the, in the yeah, garage dude. that I'm like, this'll, this'll do. Um, so yeah, got a, a bunch of, um, old, old ripped up muscle tees. I look like, um, it looked like I, I've had like a one night stand with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you let yourself borrow a couple of uh, things yeah, to wear yeah. home. That's nice of you. <laughs> I mean, I'm never not in like my little Viore shorts, you know. Sure. I'm, I'm it's, it's anything else. I'm like, I, they're 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 too much, you know. They're like, those are just right for me. Early on, Viore was, I know, reached we out to it. us and we blew it. We dropped the ball. Eugene and I were talking about their shorts, and then Eugene wanted to order some more, and went back through some of our emails, and they had reached out to us early in their. I mean, uh, because we were also talking about we're we're almost on to five years of doing this podcast, so it, it was a good. I, I would say, a good year in. Um. Yeah. You know, it was like four years ago that they sent an email to us or whatever. Yeah, they wanted to. They wanted to let us in on the ground floor, and we fucking just ignored it. So strange. We get the craziest requests. We do for guests, <laughs> for guests I mean, and products. That is just products. unbelievable. I mean, it is, it's bananas. It's like the weirdest shit. And we can't bring them up because if we do, then we're basically just giving them props. But you know, it's, it's an just, ad. It's an ad. It's, yeah, uh, it's wanna. for like you know some supplements to whatever, and then it's always um, dick holder, <laughs> and then it's always guests that were like. A, I don't think they listen to the podcast. It's just yeah. like they're people reaching out. Um, and B, it's like, you guys are funny. This guy's funny. It's like we click another thing. It's like, what, what do you, 
what are yeah. how are we supposed to know this person's funny? Yeah. The funny's never as promised. And then whatever kind of fitness, you know, snake oil, yeah. the guess. It, you know, even if it's like, if it's not just a straight up product, it's a guess that developed. She developed the first yes. powder version of caffeine. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so you're just like, and we're just like, no, we don't want to necessarily have just an hour ad for these people that we don't even know. And, yeah, and, and, and also, you know, sell their product that we don't even necessarily st- right. stand like even we're no, I don't know, whatever. Well, they, it's, it's like they, one could be boring. Sure. So that's bad for the show Two, uh, regardless of if we say we endorse it or not, having them on is us co-signing on whatever fucking bullshit yeah. they're selling. Yeah. But it's only worth bringing up because the amount, there are five new ones a week for weird products and weird people that want to guest on the yeah. show. <laughs> Truly. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And then instead, I don't even look, that's why we ignored the Viore thing because yeah. it's just so, you just like ignore it after a while. And then instead, you get in, the bell babies get another episode where we're just talking about red Sonia, <laughs> but whatever the friends with your sister. Remember <laughs> your red Sonia. I'm friends with your sister. Remember? Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of great oh, man. Uh, well, we should at least answer a question or something before we go though. Huh? Let's do it. Um, Let's answer a question. Let me see what we got. I'm pulling it up now. I'm friends with your sister. <laughs> um, I watch um, Big Brother. You watch the show Big Brother? Uh, no, but I know it well. And um, and there was a competition where the uh, the person giving the clues was um, doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Mm-hmm. And um, Trish was like, "Ooh, that's a good impression." I go, mm, "It's okay," <laughs> but I'm like, I. I Especially Trish definitely hasn't heard enough Arnold Schwarzenegger recently to, you know, it, it was, it was pretty broad strokey if you will. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's what people like to do with him is like the, like that kind of stuff, but he doesn't do that that much anymore. And that's like, that's really when he's only like when he's on Mars and total recall, (laughs) right. right. He's trying to like, um, you know, get oxygen or something. (laughs) But like when he's just kind of like conversational is when he's the funniest, when he's just um, in this, we're here <laughs> and it's ridiculous that people are not wearing their mask. <laughs> you know, you know, it's so crazy that they're not doing this. Isn't it so cool? Honestly, that there is a, a press. The Arnold press is just so well known that he's got his own fucking war, like movement that everybody does. Yeah. Arnold's. Call him Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of a military press with like some extra arm movement in there. It's called an Arnold press, but people will say like, why don't you do, you know, do a set of Arnold's. And it's just like your palms facing you and then you, you twist, you turn them out on the way up. Yeah. Uh, And then like biceps to shoulders. Yeah. Supinate your palms on the way up. So cool. But it, yeah, it adds a little extra stabilization in there. I did them the other day and I was just like, I can't believe this motherfucker. Like, it's just yeah. like, you know, metabolic stress. It's not like there's like, uh, the, the rocks, whatever that they're, everybody's going to be doing from, you know, today on or something. He had this, he did the encyclopedia of bodybuilding, uh, as a book 
And, um, and you know, I, it's just, it's more fun to kind of like look at mm-hmm. than you're really going to glean anything from. I think back in the day you could learn a lot from it, but now it's all stuff we know, but they reissued it maybe 15 years ago mm-hmm. in these like really pretty big, huge, um, hardcover things. And I bought a bunch of them. Um, it was like, you know, 60 bucks or something. I bought a bunch of them and just over the years kind of gave them away as a gift. Yeah. And I had one that I kept for myself and I can't find it now. Oof. And it's fucking driving me crazy. And so I went online just to see, cause I was like, oh, maybe I can get them and send them to some friends and stuff. Cause it's a cool thing to just yeah. have. Cause they're great old pictures and you know, all the guys and you know, kind of seventies, eighties, nineties. And now they're like a thousand dollars to get the ones that I had, you know, they're not worth that. I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but yeah. like they're out of print. And so, you know, uh, people look for it. And then, so they're trying to charge, they're trying to gouge you. So it kind of bothers me that I'm losing sleep over. And I had like 10 of them that I just gave away over the fucking years, like an idiot. People I don't Fuck even care about. Fuck your friends. Yeah. Um, okay. Lindsay wrote a, wrote our okay. ask the dumbbells at Gmail. Uh, she's got a cue listener. Q, 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 Q. Hey, dumbbells. First time, long time. Let's dive in. Shall we? Right before COVID, I lost about 20 pounds very quickly. When my best friend died suddenly and I stopped eating due to severe depression, uh, zero out of 10 do not recommend the grief diet. <laughs> to be honest, it was weight that I could have stood that I could have stood stood to lose anyway, but I would have rather lost it in a slightly healthier and less painful way. Then during COVID, I ba- basically gained it all back. Anyway, I've been doing some YouTube home workouts. Shout out to Caroline Gervins. She's fantastic. And recently got a spin bike. I'm not even interested in returning to the in-person gym, even though I'm vaxxed, baby. <laughs> I have a ton of equipment at home. My goal is to lose 20 pounds and also gain muscle and strength that I lost over the past year, specifically lower body glutes. Please give me some tips as to what might be a good program for me to follow. Since I want to primarily lose fat, should I focus on cardio? I kind of feel overwhelmed with all the info online and can't decide what would be the best for me. To give you some background on me, 34-year-old woman, 5'7", about 160 pounds currently. I've been working out steadily for about 10 years now um, until the disaster that was 2020. At home, she has a squat rack, bench, barbell, adjustable dumbbells, 20-pound kettlebell, resistance bands, long and short, jump rope, spin bike, and I've been enjoying the YouTube video format since it allows me to follow along with something so I don't have a chance to slack off and dawdle on my phone. I think I just need some advice and direction on where to restart my fitness program after a year plus of sitting on my couch. Um, try not to contract a deadly virus. In short, what do I do? Thank you guys so much for everything you do. The pod really helps keep me motivated and laughing throughout this absolute dumpster fire every year. <laughs> That's uh, a funny nice email. Yeah, funny email. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even dealing with the depression and uh, and the pandemic grief. and everything and the grief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero out of 10 do not remember. But all of that... Uh, aside, it seems like she has all of the things at home that could, you know, be totally helpful for her to lose that 20 pounds easily. Um, Real quick, could she, and this, could she get another friend to die or is that, (laughs) no, that's too much. much. I think that's too much. That's not realistic. I, think, okay, I don't think so that's, that's realistic. And, um, right, you know, she and didn't unf- like the grief. Yeah. She yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she does want to do something that's slightly more healthy. healthy. She said than that one. Okay. Um, 
She did say that. I, my mistake. Uh, and it, and the mentality is, you know, um, it's so funny that we're still kind of jumping in to, um, I want to lose weight. Should I do more cardio stuff too? Um, and if you, she's been exercising for, you know, 10 years, 10 years now. So she has the ability and the strength there. It's just kind of, um, getting into that again, I think. So if, so if you like the idea of YouTube, strength training. I say you find a YouTube strength training thing that you can commit to three to four times a week. Um, I I don't know if uh, the one that she mentioned is is something that she wants to jump on, but um, I I would say try to find a program where um, you're breaking up your days. Maybe it's just total body days. Every day is your full body and you're doing that three or four days a week. Um, If you're focused on your glutes... Um, you know, that's, that's, you're focused on some lower body stuff. That's like deadlifts and things like that. But also that stationary, I mean, that spin bike that you have is going to get those, those glutes going. So maybe a YouTube spin class that you do once a week, uh, or twice a week. Um, and then just some really focus on some really positive, um, strength training. Uh, that are, yeah. that'll be about 30 to 45 minutes a workout um, and more about the movements and lifting heavier than like, for instance, doing high reps, just kind of aerobic exercise. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And we've said it before on the show, but it, it, it should be mentioned again for women as number one, harder to put on muscle and burn fat because of testosterone. So you don't, it's, it's just straight up harder to put on muscle. Your muscle is your calorie burning potential. So that whatever body fat you have, the muscle that you have on your body allows you to burn that body fat. It's the only thing that'll do it. It's what burns your calories. That is your engine. You need it to lose fat. So as we age, all of us atrophy anyway, all of our sex hormones go down, uh, testosterone goes down for men and for women. And so it's harder to put on muscle. And then women kind of get into this trap because they don't want to get too bulky. And so they'll just keep doing cardio because they want to lose fat, but they'll lose a lot of muscle too. And then it just takes more and more cardio to maintain that kind of status quo. And eventually you just can't keep up with it. You can't do 10 hours of cardio every day and you've lost all of your good lean body mass or your calorie burning potential. So like Eugene said, you know, focus on the strength training. And I think for you, the fact that you want to focus on the legs, that's great. Those burn a lot of calories. So I would say put an emphasis on the multi-joint, hormonally intelligent uh, resistance training. Squats, deadlifts, lunges, um, all that shit where you're up on your feet, functional, and push some weight. And, you know, you could go three to four days a week. I would train, make sure you train your legs at least twice a week in mm-hmm. those days, space them out accordingly, use the YouTube YouTube videos. And then the cardio that you do should be um, high intensity interval training, you know, once, twice a week, something like that. So factor it in there. And then once you've put on a good amount of lean tissue, then you can start doing some duration cardio and it'll do a lot. All that muscle will start doing a lot of work for you, but you're just kind of floundering if you do one before the other. So start with the strength training and then go from there. Love it. Great. 
Cool. Um, if you have other questions like that for us, you can email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. That's where she did that. And uh, we were happy to answer. Um, shorter form questions. Not even anymore. You can write a whole freaking book on uh, DM now on Instagram or whatever. So uh, we're at the dumbbells on Instagram, Facebook, um, and Twitter. So uh, feel free to reach out for us that way as well. Tag us in things, uh, your workouts, your, you know, uh, what, what have you, your meals, you, you show us what you're doing. We'll have, we'll be happy to repost. Um, so go ahead and do that for us. Um, yeah. Um, but we're happy that you are listening You've been around, if you've been around for like almost the five years that we've been doing this, like awesome. Thank you for listening and enjoying the pod. We're going to keep talking about Red Sonia for every episode moving forward. And uh, yeah. Uh, of course. Friends with my sister. Remember, friends <laughs> with your sister. Uh, we love it, guys. On behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells and our wonderful guests, our wonderful listener question today, Lindsay, I should say. <laughs> Lindsay, thanks for your question. Rest in peace to your friend. Sorry for making that joke. Horrible but, joke. You know, eh, it was bad. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna we'll leave it in. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty Be clean and live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.